Here is a sermon that was preached by Pastor Ballon in one of the Sunday morning services. And this morning, we'd like to continue uh, with our series of sermon on Follow Me. So we have been talking quite a bit about uh, following Jesus Christ. God Almighty expects us to follow Him intimately, follow Him willingly, faithfully, sacrificially, he expects us to follow by faith in surrender. And today we are going to talk about following Lord Jesus in obedience. You know, following Jesus Christ is very important for each and every one of us. Every believer is called believer because they are followers of Lord Jesus Christ. Or they are called disciples. Disciples are the one who follow a guru or a master. Now here we are talking about Lord Jesus Christ as our master. And we are his followers and this morning God may deal with us he may bring that obedience that he expects in our lives so that you and I will be able to follow God in obedience and we are going to quickly finish this series by next week and I have only one more topic to go under this series and then we can do something else and this morning we are going to focus on following Lord Jesus Christ in obedience I just want to, you know, make it as practical as possible rather than, you know, I have, of course, many scriptures to quote, but more than that, I just want you to, you know, uh, take those, what the scripture is saying and then try to apply that in your personal life. And that will be a blessing. Let's talk about what is obedience. Obedience, you know, there are many terms which are used for obedience. Mainly obedience is also used as a legal term. Obedience is nothing but a compliance to a requirement. Compliance to an order. There is an order that is pronounced and people are expected to obey to that order. Compliance with the law. When the, law, law, when the government, when the, when the legislative assembly passes a law and then the law is enforced, the law is expected to be followed by the citizens. So when we obey the law, that shows that we are showing obedience obedience also means submitting to the authority you know god almighty has established authority in every place when you go to workplace we see our higher levels our officials our managers our leaders and our directors you know they are established in that organization by god because scripture very clearly tells all the authorities are expect is established by God Almighty and we are expected to obey to our authorities the same way in the church same way in, in even at our in our family God has established a hierarchy in the family you know scripture very clearly says wives be submissive to your husbands you know scripture very clearly deals with whom we need to obey and in what context we are expected to obey so obedience is also submission to the authority obey means in a Christian context just do what God says you to do. Just do what God asks you to do. You know, God has been asking many things to us. None of us can say that God is not talking to me. God has been telling so many things to us every day when we come to church, even when we pray alone, when we walk, when we drive. God has been telling us to do so many things. And this morning we are talking about how do we follow Lord Jesus in obedience. You know, obedience is the bottom line of Christianity. If we do not obey we cannot build our Christian lives. 
Christianity very clearly, word of God very clearly says, obedience is the prime or the, the, the most priority one, the most important one in our lives is obedience. You know, there are a couple of quotes that we, we come across. Obedience is the pathway to blessing. That is true. God expects us to obey before we receive any blessings from God. Obedience opens the door for many opportunities. You know, at times God expects us to obey. And once we obey, we see the blessing of God. And scripture also tells us to love God is to obey God. You know, many times we want to love God. We, God expects us to love Him. But we should never forget God also expects us to obey God. Because to love God is nothing but obeying God. You know, we, we come across so much of instructions in the Word of God. And Word of God very clearly tells us how do we and why do we obey God Almighty. You know, as we do every time, it's better to look at the life of Lord Jesus Christ. We know He showed ultimate obedience when He lived on the face of this earth. Let's quickly look at some of the scriptures that deal with the obedience of Lord Jesus Christ. You know, Jesus obeyed in his life without any limit. Without any condition, he obeyed the Father. Philippians 2 verse 8 says, Philippians chapter 2 verse 8. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and he became obedient to the point of death. Even the death of the cross. You know, scripture is very clear. He humbled himself and he became obedient to the point of death. You know, he obeyed without limit. He obeyed just to get, you know, crucified. At any point of time, he would have rebelled against those who are crucifying him. You know, he said, I can call, you know, thousands and thousands of angels right now. But I won't do it because I know it is better to obey God rather than showing my power. Rather than showing my authority, it is better to obey God. Jesus demonstrated, you know, a, a, a kind of obedience that even he obeyed to the point of death. Even the death at the cross, that's what scripture says. When Christ obeyed, the Adam's disobedient resulted in sin. Adam's disobedience resulted in sickness. Adam's disobedience resulted in the eternal punishment of mankind. But Christ's obedience brought healing from the sicknesses. Christ's obedience brought deliverance from our bondages. Christ's obedience forgives all our sins and assures the eternity. Scripture says in Romans chapter 5 verse 19, For as by one man's disobedience, Many were made sinners. So also by one man's obedience, many will be made righteous. You know, you and I are made righteous by the obedience that Jesus showed us as he went forth before us. Jesus, in his lifetime, he never disobeyed his father. He never disobeyed his father. He obeyed his father every time. Scripture says in Hebrews 5.8, Though he was a son, a son of God, yet he learned obedience by the things which he suffered. You know, I, 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 could, I, I couldn't really understand the meaning of the scripture, still what it says. But literally, this is what it says. It says, even though he was son of God, even though he was God himself, he learned obedience by the things which he suffered. Now, I just want you to you know, think about this scripture for a moment. 
Jesus, even though he was God himself, he came in the form of human. And when he was here on this earth, he had to learn what? Learn? Obedience. He had to learn obedience. You know, obedience doesn't come just like that. Like when a child is born, we can't expect the child to obey by itself. That's the reason we need to take care of the child. That's why, that's the reason we need to instruct the child. We need to correct the child because obedience doesn't come. Scripture, in fact, it says, what is there in the mind of a child? What is there in the mind of a child? What does scripture say? Foolishness. Foolishness is what is there in the mind of a child. When the child grows up, right? We have uh, uh, the little ones here. So as they grow up, and if, even if we talk to Joyce now, the way they respond now, right? Can we say that they are 100% purely innocent? No. See, they, both of their heads are just going like, no, not at all, not at all. They are not innocent. And how many weeks? Six weeks since they are born? A just a month? Yeah. More than a month. 40 days, right? So, so you know, now they are, they are not innocent. What is there in their mind? Foolishness. That's what scripture says. Foolishness. And we need to remove that foolishness out of them. How do we do it? How it happened to Jesus in the same way it has to happen to us. How it happened to Jesus. He learned obedience by the things which he suffered. Suffering brings obedience in our lives. When a child, is want to, child wants to do something, when he doesn't want to obey, we make it a little hard for him. There's a momentary suffering that he goes through it. Much more than time, it may not be pain physically, but there may be a pain that he may be going through. Why my dad does this? Why my mother does this to me? But it's a momentary pain, momentary suffering, but that teaches what? Obedience. Obedience. Jesus learned obedience by the things that he suffered. You know how much suffering he went through when he was living on this face of this earth. Every time he was targeted, they wanted to destroy him. They wanted to kill him. He did not have a place to lay his head. You know, he was suffered a lot. He went through a lot. And by all those things, he learned obedience. His birth, his life on this earth, his ministry, his death, the crucifixion, the resurrection, everything was total obedience to the Father. And it did not come just like that. It, scripture says it came by the sufferings that he went through. And today when we go through sufferings, when we <laughs> go through struggles in our lives, one thing that we need to remember, that God is disciplining me. You need discipline. I need to be disciplined. Every one of us need to be disciplined. And when we allow God to take us through that sufferings, we are disciplined. Let's take it a little further this morning. Why we need to follow God in total obedience? There are a couple of reasons we need to follow God in total obedience. Number one, we want to be saved. We want to be saved. Scripture says in Philippians chapter 2 verse 12, walk in obedience to work out your salvation with fear and trembling. You know, God wants us to work out our salvation. We are saved on one day. And that, of course, that, that gives us the guarantee, the pass, the ticket to enter into heaven. But then... If we do not stay, if we do not work out that salvation every day, there is no guarantee that we will enter into heaven because sin does not enter into heaven. 
So obviously God expects us to, you know, keep us away from sin. That's the reason we need to work out our salvation. Every day we need to ask God, Lord, forgive me if I showed any disobedience to you. Forgive me, Lord, if I, if I come across any sin in my life, Lord God, forgive me. We need to work out our salvation. So we're talking about why we need to follow God in obedience. Because we need to work out our salvation every day. If we do not work out our salvation, heaven is not guaranteed. So God expects us to obey every day. Walk in obedience. Number two, scripture says, we need the Holy Spirit. Acts 5.32 scripture says, it's a beautiful scripture, Acts 5.32. And we are his witnesses to these things. And so also is the Holy Spirit, whom God has given to those who obey him. You know, there is a prayer condition, requirement, to receive the Holy Spirit even receive the Holy Spirit inside our heart, which we receive at the time of salvation. Even to receive the Holy Spirit upon us, the anointing of the Holy Spirit that we receive. Whatever way the work of the Holy Spirit need to be seen in our lives, God expects us to obey. God expects us to obey. It's because scripture says that obedience also is the Holy Spirit whom God has given to those who obey Him. You know, when we obey, completely when we obey, and when we surrender, God fills us with the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit brings joy, peace, and strength. And it enables us to serve God. There are so many blessings that are part of the Holy Spirit. And when we obey, when we obey, God gives us the strength to do things for God. In 2 Thessalonians, the third thing scripture talks about is to escape the wrath of God. You know, we need to be saved. We need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And also we need to save. We need to escape from the wrath of God. Scripture says in 2 Thessalonians 1, 7 to 9. I just read a couple of verses there, not the entire scripture. In flaming fire, taking vengeance on those who do not know God and on those who do not obey the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. Scripture says God is coming back to this world a second time in order to take vengeance on whom? On, number one, those who do not know God. If you know God, it is important that we need to know our God. If we say, I do not know God, scripture says God is going to take vengeance on them because God has opened up all the opportunities for people to know God. It is better to know God. Otherwise, you are subjected to the vengeance of the Lord, the wrath of God. That's the reason we share the gospel. That's the reason we share the love of God. That's the reason we tell them, you need to come to church. But then, you know, we tell them many times. But if we do not want to know God, how much we can know about God? Any idea? How much we need to know about God? How much we know? This much? This much? This big? No measure. Beyond measure. Right? So never we can say that I know everything. Can we say that? No. We do not know. What I know is maybe little. Little. God has given me ability to teach. The same way what you know is little. But God has given me you ability to go and share the love of Jesus. God has given little ability to, you know, very little about, the, about God. But God has given ability to sing His praises. God has given us each one of us ability. But altogether we know a little bit of it. How much this book can contain God? Little, little. This book contains everything, but then we don't know, we don't understand everything about God by reading this book. And we will understand about God only when we see Him face to face. 
Those who do not receive the knowledge, those who do not walk following God, do not have the urge to know more about God, God's vengeance is going to come on them. Secondly, God's vengeance is going to come on those who do not obey the gospel. So obedience is part of Christianity. No matter what we do, no matter what we go through, God expects us to obey to Him. We cannot follow God really if we show disobedience to God. I want to quote one example and quickly move further. Saul was a king anointed by God. Saul was a man of God, chosen by God, anointed by God. But at some point of time, Saul in his life, he couldn't follow God because he showed disobedience to the word of God. If you remember the story backward, if I can take you to 1 Samuel, we'll not go there right now. Probably we'll just uh, read three scriptures and then we'll, we'll take it, move, move further quickly. So let's go to 1 Samuel chapter 15. Saul was called to destroy the Amalekites. The entirety of Amalekites was expected to be destroyed by Saul, but he did not obey the Lord. Samuel told him very clearly, the prophet told him very clearly, you need to destroy completely. Do not take anything that belongs to the Amalekites. But they, he, Saul did not obey the word of God. In verse 20, uh, 1 Samuel chapter 4, 15, And Saul said to Samuel, but I have obeyed the voice of the Lord. He thought he obeyed voice of the Lord and gone on the mission on which the Lord sent me and brought back Agag, king of Amalek. I have utterly destroyed the Amalekites. You know, he was in fact lying to Samuel, saying that I destroyed, utterly, completely I destroyed the Amalekites. Verse 21. But the people took off the plunders. He said he, had, he, he has completely destroyed the Amalekites. But look at this, verse 21. But the people took off the plunder, sheep and oxen, the best of the things which should have been utterly destroyed to sacrifice to the Lord your God in Gilgal. Samuel told very clearly, you need to destroy the Amalekites completely. But Saul was showing obedience, thinking that he is doing a favor. You know, that's where we make mistake most of the time. You, know, you and I make mistake thinking that I'm doing something for God. I'm showing a favor. I'm doing the will of God. I'm doing the right thing because we know it's for God. Everything that we try to do for God are not in obedience. God expects us to do things in obedience. Saul kept some of those precious things aside, even not for himself. He says that I kept those things aside so that I can bring them as a sacrifice to our Lord God. And God was very clear, verse 22 says, Samuel said, Has the Lord as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices, as in obeying the voice of the Lord? Behold, to obey, to obey is better than sacrifice. In fact, Saul was rejected by God. There are not many people who are rejected by God in the word of God. There are only very few, and Saul is one among them who was rejected by God. You know, one thing that children of God, we need to remember is, it's a good thing that we try to do things with a good intention. But it is very important that we obey the voice of the Lord. It is very important that we obey God. If we do not obey God, God cannot accept our sacrifices. Saul was rejected because disobedience is an act of rebellion. Scripture says that very clearly as we read the scriptures further. Disobedience is sinful. Disobedience is a form of idolatry. Scripture talks about that very clearly. Even in verse 23 and 24, we read that verse 23 says, For rebellion is, an, is as the sin of witchcraft. 
Disobedience or rebellion is equivalent to witchcraft. And stubbornness is as, iniqu as iniquity as idolatry. Look at those words. Which rebellion is witchcraft. Stubbornness is as iniquity as idolatry. You know, those are the natures God hates. God hates witchcraft. God hates idolatry. And the scripture very clearly says there is no excuse, there is no escape for those who worship the idols unless they return and repent. And here we see disobedience is as equal as witchcraft and idolatry. Disobedience disrespects God's word. And disobedience is based on looking at, looking good to people. But we, ex we need to look good to God. God wants, that, wants us to obey him. Obey him. If we do not obey God, we cannot follow him in obedience. And this morning, I believe God is speaking to not to somebody else, to you and me. To you and me. How do we follow God in obedience? How do we follow him in obedience? As we read from 2 Thessalonians 1, chapter 1, 7, and 7 through 9. God says, I'm going to come to take vengeance on those who do not obey the gospel. We can follow God by obeying gospel. What is gospel? The good news. That Jesus Christ came down to this earth to die for your sins. And he, his death, the blood that he shed at the cross is forgiving your sins. That is gospel. The good news. God wants you and me to obey the gospel. Secondly, we can follow God in obedience by obeying the truth. Galatians chapter 3 verse 1 says, O foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you that you should not obey the truth? Galatians 5 7 says, You ran well. Who hindered you from obeying the truth? Obeying the truth is very, very important. Word of God talks about the truths that we need to obey. Word of God is very clear the truths that we need to follow and we need to obey. And once God brings those things as a truth in our lives, God wants us to obey. So we can follow God in obeying those truths. You know, some of those truths that God may be teaching us every time, many years that God has been talking to us, God wants us to obey to those truths. The moment we find that it is a truth that we need to obey. Thirdly, obeying the commandments of God. Deuteronomy 28 verse 1 says, If you diligently obey the voices of your Lord God, I will bless you. And we see in Deuteronomy, the half of the book of Deuteronomy, the chapter is about blessings. All that we need to do is, we need to diligently obey the voices of the Lord your God. So we can practically follow Lord God in obedience by surrendering our lives to the gospel, accepting Lord Jesus Christ, obeying those truths that God is revealing to us, obeying the commandments, the Ten Commandments, and many other commandments of God, and we, are, we can also follow God, this is very important, by obeying the Great Commission. What is the Great Commission? We read that in Mark chapter 16. Let's go there. Mark chapter 16, verses 15 through 18. Mark chapter 16. Let's, let's read those scriptures. Mark 16, verse 15. Jesus said to his disciples, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved, and he who does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will follow those who believe. In my name, they will cast out demons. 
They will speak with new tongues. They will take up serpents. And if they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. Scripture says in Mark Gospel, this is also called the Great Commission. Obeying the Great Commission. The Great Commission tells us, you need to go out and share the good news to somebody. You know, God did not ask us to keep all the blessings to ourselves. You know, we see that today in the churches, churches just live for themselves. They want to feel good. They want to enjoy. They want to feel they enjoy the presence of God. But by doing all this, we are disobeying the greatest commission that God has given to us. Mark 16, 15 to 18 as we read and if we do not obey the greatest commission and whatever we do in the presence of God, it may look good for us and for others, but not to God. Because God is telling us you are showing complete disobedience because you don't take any step to go and share the gospel. You are showing complete disobedience. And how do we accept you? And this morning God is telling us if you want to walk in obedience, it is important that we need to tell the gospel to others. And there are various methods we can do, share the good news to others. Whatever method works for us, we need to adopt it. And we are expected to share the gospel. We need to obey the greater commission. How do we practice obedience? Some more practical tips before we close. As we heard, Samuel talking to Saul, saying that to obey is better than sacrifice. To obey is better than sacrifice. Never we want to worship God in disobedience. You know, this is something I just want you to take it personally. And just try to practice this personally. The whole week, if you had shown any disobedience, we don't want to come in the presence of God and worship Him. You know, that will be just a fake worship. Because God is not at all pleased in our sacrifices. God is not at all pleased in our praises. Whatever we do, it may look good, it may sound good, it is all well done, practiced well, everything is perfect. But if there is a disobedience, God is not even turning at our side. Because God expects us to obey. And you may ask, what do we need to obey? That God is telling you right now as we listen. God is telling you what you need to obey. Obeying the rulers and authorities, Titus 3, 1 says, Titus chapter 3 verse 1, Remind them to be subject to rulers and authorities, to obey, to be ready for every good work. Not only obeying God, God expects us to obey the authorities that God has established, not only in the church, but even in our workplaces. God does not want us to show rebellion. God wants us to go submissive. God wants us to surrender. God wants us to accept. You know, some of, some of us in our workplaces are not willing to accept any criticism at all. We want to always praise. But God is telling us this morning, we need to accept those criticism. We need to accept and we need to show obedience, 100% obedience. The same obedience we show to God. God expects us to show the obedience to the place where we are working to the authorities. Word of God is very clear. Remind them to be subject. This is the thing that we forget often. And Paul is writing to Titus and to tell the church, remind them to be subject to the rulers and authorities. To obey. To be ready for every good work. And as we read, we need to obey the truth. Because the truth not only helps us to go to eternity, it says, scripture says, it purifies our souls. Have you come across anything that purifies our souls? It is the truth. First Peter chapter 1, verse 22 says, I just read that for you. First, First Peter chapter 1, verse 22 says, Since you have purified your souls in obeying the truth. How do we purify our souls? 
Our souls get purified when we obey the word of God, when we obey the truth. And finally, God expects us to obey to the call of God. You know, I like the scripture, Galatians 1, 15 to 17. We don't, we don't read that now. Paul says, when God, God called him, when God called him into this ministry to, be, to preach the gospel among Gentiles, he says, he did not consult with flesh and blood, but immediately he obeyed the call of God. You know, I believe every one of us are called here. Each and every one of us is having a call of God in our lives. And God is telling very clearly, there is a reason why he says that. He doesn't want us to consult with flesh and blood. Even he does not want to think about you thinking about, God is calling me, can I do it or not? Because your flesh can think that of flesh. It cannot think that of spiritual in nature. Your flesh can only think of that as of flesh. God has called you to pray. What do you need to do? Just pray. You know, I, I like, this, like this comparison, this analogy. Someone who is sleeping deep asleep. How do we wake him up? You just go there and you just tell him that, come on, just wake up, wake up. Just wake him up, right? How he wakes up? Yes? We have to disturb. So this is not enough? Come on, wake up. This is not enough? Disturbance? Not enough? Okay, I know some of us sleep that deep, right? Whatever disturbance, we don't, we don't really, really wake up. But this man who is sleeping now, the moment you go and come on, wake up, what he does? He'll just slowly, okay, let me think about it, now wake up, whether to wake up or not. He doesn't do that. The way you screamed and yelled at him, asking him to wake you up, then he'll just get up. You know? He will just immediately respond to your call. God wants us to respond in that way. There is no time to consult with our flesh and blood. Flesh and blood will clearly tell, do not just pray. Just do not do the intercessory prayer. Because, you know, when you do the intercessory prayer, enemy will attack you. Right? Do not pray. Do not pray for others. Especially do not pray for those who are demon-possessed. Because the demon will catch you. That's not true. That's a lie of a flesh. The moment you consult with flesh and blood, nothing can be done for God. And God is, Paul was very clear. When he called me to go and preach the gospel to the Gentiles, I did not consult, confer with flesh and blood, but immediately I obeyed. You know, these are some of the practical things we can apply. God expects us to put those in place. When God says something, just do not consult with anybody. Just obey. Abraham, finally we want to close with this good example of Abraham. You know, it's a beautiful scripture, a man of God. I just read through the scriptures and then we are done. Hebrews 11, 8 says, By faith Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out of the place which he would receive as an inheritance. And he went out not knowing where he was going. He was called. God called him. Come on, Abraham, go. Then he went without knowing where he was going. Now, some of us would have come to Halifax in the same way. Right? God opened the door for us to come to Halifax and we are right here. We don't know what to do. But God wants us to obey. When we obey, if that is the will of God, you know, there is nothing like that. Things will fall in place by itself. Things will fall in place. We don't need to do anything. Genesis 22, 18 says, In your seed, all the nations of the earth will, shall be blessed because you have obeyed my voice. Look at the blessing of obedience. Genesis 26, 5 says, Because Abraham obeyed my voice and 
kept my charge, my commandments, my statutes and my laws, I am going to make him as a blessing. Obedience brings blessing just like that. No such thing can bring such a great blessing in our lives other than obedience to God. You know, God is well pleased when we obey to God. In Genesis 22, scriptures shows Abraham's obedience. Just read those scriptures, beautiful scriptures, and then we are done. Genesis 22, let's go to Genesis chapter 22. Scripture says, now it came to pass after these things that God tested Abraham and said to him, Abraham, Abraham, and he said, here I am. Then he said, take your, take now your son, your only son, Isaac, whom you love and go to the land of Moriah and offer him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains of which I shall tell you. <laughs> Verse three. So Abraham rose early in the morning and sandaled the donkey in his donkey and took two of his young men with him and Isaac, his son, and he split the wood for the burnt offering and arose and went to the place of which God had told him. Verse 2 says, God told him to take your only son, the one who you, whom you love, take him and bring him as a burnt offering to me. Verse 3, no questions asked, no conditions. So Abraham rose early in the morning in an ultimate example of obedience other than our Lord Jesus Christ. You know, God expects the same thing in you and me. We are not at all different from Abraham. The call is the same call. The call is to go and inherit the blessings of God. The call is to see our generation worshipping the Lord. It's the same call in your life and in my life. And all that God expects in our lives is obedience. And this morning, God is telling us, we need to obey him in order to follow him. Shall we close our eyes? Hope you are blessed by this teaching. Please write to Pastor Balan Swami Nathan at balan at hipm.org. God bless you.